The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. If you've just joined us, welcome to the 11.9 High FM Afternoon Overdrive. I'm Michael McKenna. The time is just about going 19 minutes past five. I know all of you want us to spend more time together with our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks again for joining us. Good afternoon. <laughs> I'd love to spend some time with you guys too, so I'm going to just enjoy the time that we have together. We are looking into it, uh, Rolene. As I've said before, well, look, the last time we chatted was Thursday. Is there any breaking news at the moment? I'm looking at this uh, platform uh, right now talking about uh, rocket barrages happening within uh, the last half an hour. Yeah, we have had uh, some barrages in the north. The IDF have said they are responding with artillery fire. Okay. And uh, earlier on, uh, Rolene, I, I covered a story, actually sad news. Two officers, one was seriously injured, the other one not. The seriously injured officer, she's now passed away. That was really sad news. She has passed away. There was a terror attack in Jerusalem outside a police station earlier today, and one of the officers was seriously injured. And then we got uh, reports during the day that she was uh, now critical, and sadly she has passed away, which makes her the 59th police officer to be killed uh, since the start of the war. Shame, shame, shame. Anyway, Rolene, um, condolences to her and her, well, her family at this stage. Rolene, we were going to be looking at, as discussed earlier on, now the civilian deaths in Gaza. What are we looking at? Okay, so let's let's look at this in uh, perspective mm, mm, because right. it's important to understand this. You know, uh, we get these very, very emotive numbers, 10,000 and, and, and hundreds killed here and hundreds killed there. Uh, and I th- I'm not denying that there are civilian casualties and I'm certainly not denying that children have been killed. But I think we also have to be very, very careful how we consume news, especially in a wartime situation. Mm. Well, indeed. Uh, sorry, the, sorry, Rolling. Carry on. Uh, sorry, Rolling. The, the, um, the health ministry, which is where the statistics about civilian deaths come from, mm-hmm. is controlled by Hamas. Now, I have seen a concerted effort by the media when they report on civilian deaths or use it as a, uh, a reference, say, Hamas-controlled uh, health ministry. And we have seen uh, certainly uh, examples in the past where we'll hear uh, Israel struck whatever hundreds have been killed. Uh, and yet when we, when the fog of war lifts and we investigate, we'll find that 500 was actually 50. They weren't women and children. They were actually men of fighting age. And it's also important to understand that um, there is no distinction made between combatants and civilians. So when we hear about civilian deaths, I think we don't know a mm. definitive amount. We don't know what percentage, how many are uh, combatants and civilians, and we need to just be very, very careful when we consume that type of information. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, cautioning, uh, one being cautious about what kind of information one is consuming, as you put it, Rolene, we're we also looking at this issue of WhatsApp cell phone usage regarding the military, which promotes uh, false messaging. This was an issue that uh, yeah, we, spoke, so, we, that we looked at earlier on. Yeah, and, and I really, I want to bang my head against a wall because I know that there are several WhatsApps going around that uh, a soldier in this unit said that this is happening in Gaza and we need to pray. Uh, and it involves the hostages. First of all, we will not know any information 
mm-hmm. with regards to any activity around hostages until it is officially released by the government or the IDF. So let's, let's make that very, very clear. This is a very, very sensitive operation, and I think it's actually cruel uh, to send these yeah. kind of messages around because it gives – you know, there are 240-something families that are waiting for word about their loved ones. So like, if you get that, stop it. Stop it right now. Uh, very important, our soldiers do not go into uh, the battlefield. They do not go into Gaza with their phones. So if you are hearing that uh, somebody's son is sending this message to somebody from uh, the middle of the fighting in Gaza, no. No, Indeed. no, no. That doesn't happen. The, Israel is at war. Our soldiers are not there with their phones. They're not messaging anybody. They are certainly, certainly not giving away any operational information whatsoever, including which units, where they stationed, Hebrew names, English names, nothing, 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 nothing. So please, if you get these WhatsApps, delete them immediately. Please do not forward them on. Uh, We don't know where they come from. They could also be originating from the other side, trying to get information or trying to stir up some kind of psychological warfare. So... I think when we get stuff, especially on social media, consider, apply critical thinking uh, uh, before we consume and before we share. Well, moving on from communications uh, regarding the military role-in, what about operations at the moment? Uh, Where do things stand regarding the military in Gaza? What, What is the latest on the field? What we do know is there has been uh, some very, very heavy fighting. Mm-hmm. We know that the IDF have encircled Gaza City, which is uh, really a nest of uh, Hamas terror activity. Um, I do want to touch on the issue of the the um, ambulance that was struck over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was struck uh, based on information, intelligence, that um, there were Hamas operatives inside the ambulance. Now, it's well documented. Documented. We've even had the Palestinian Authority speaking about it, that Hamas use uh, protected entities such as ambulances as hospitals uh, either to, to transport their, um, their terrorists, their fighters, or as headquarters. And in this case, the information was irrefutable and the IDF struck. Now, of course, we had outcry from Tedros Ghebreyesus of the World Health Organization mm-hmm. and Antonio Guterres of the UN, who straight had nothing to say on the 7th of October when paramedics were murdered, when hospitals were fired on with RPGs, uh, etc. So uh, that has happened. And we also had very important information shared with us by the IDF yesterday. Now, the IDF have really been uh, very, very good at keeping the, the the media, the public updated uh, and declassifying information that normally we would not have heard, conversations, imagery, what they've captured. They not only share it with the media, but they also share it with intelligence organizations around the world. So it is independently verified. Mm-hmm. Now, we got information about Al-Shifa Hospital, uh, as well as the Indonesian Hospital in Gaza, where there are uh, missile launches in their grounds, where there are tunnels underneath, and you can actually see the entrances to tunnels underneath the hospitals, uh, and where 
their uh, terrorists have been firing on Israeli positions. Now, under the, the, the laws of armed conflict, that turns whatever structure, whatever uh, uh, infrastructure that is, into a legitimate military target. Indeed. Rolene, all along we've been updating on the war, on this terror, the, the, the terror activities and what Israel has to contend with regarding uh, the Hamas terror group and all the sad stories that have been coming out of that part of the world. Uh, earlier on, we did look at something which is encouraging. I won't use the, the term that we've used, good news, but it's a very encouraging story regarding four Bedouin who drove from Rahat to, evac- to evacuate their cousin in Beheri, and uh, they turned out rescuing dozens what was this all about? Uh, they were just extraordinary. And there have been so many stories of uh, uh, heroism coming out of that horrific, horrific day. So uh, four Bedouin from Rahat, uh, one of their cousins was stranded in the area. They went with the intention mm-hmm. uh, of rescuing him and uh, managed to get him out and saw the situation and, and, and made the uh, the decision that could have be that could have cost them their lives right. to either um, uh, continue to with efforts to try and, and save people or, or or just to head back home and they went back several times and saved about 30 people okay. and, and uh, it's really This is the Israel that you don't hear every day. We're hearing Mm. more and more stories of this. You know, it's important to note that when Hamas came through on the 7th of October, they didn't just murder uh, Jewish Israelis. They murdered Christians. They murdered tourists. They murdered um, Bedouin. They murdered Israeli Arabs. They even murdered a Palestinian bus driver from East Jerusalem uh, who had transported people to the uh, to the festival was there to to help take them out uh, and and they murdered him in in cold blood uh, but there have been some really incredible stories of people just mm. uh, against the odds right. uh, and at great risk to their lives making sure they could mm. um, uh, rescue people and and when asked their answer is simply I'm a citizen of Israel that's mm. it I'm a citizen of this country. <laughs> What can one say? How can one underline the point even further, what you just said, Rolene? It's about humanity, isn't it? We are all, well, regardless of, as you say, the Hamas terrorists struck, they struck everybody. That's the thing. And everybody rallied together and did what they could to help their fellow citizens. Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there once again. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon to give us uh, some background as to what is transpiring in the Holy Land at the moment. Rolene Marks bringing us a full news update at this point in time as to what's happening in Israel.